At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Hank Any Podcast, everyone. Great to be with you today. Joining me is Steve Johnson, the great predictor, is with us. And we are going to uh, talk a little uh, President's Cup today, I think. A great predictor, aren't we? Are you going to predict who you think is going to be on the uh, President's Cup? Well, I mean, you've already predicted that, Hank. You've, it's a standing prediction that uh, you don't even know why they're even contesting this well man. that's true i don't because it's 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 so lopsided and it always has been except for i think they they have one victory and a tie somewhere and they on the international side it's always a lopsided uh, affair the u.s could have won on saturday uh, last time they played they'd had a double celebration saturday night and sunday but they uh didn't quite get it done and then uh, wiped them out though on, on Sunday. Yeah, that that is true. I, but you, you and you predicted the international team would win last time, and uh, I'm I'm waiting to see what, what you're going to say. You'll probably hold off on the prediction. But right now we're predicting who's going to be on the team. That's going to be a big topic of discussion in the next couple weeks or next couple months, I guess. Because this thing, when, when do they pick the team anyway? So they're gonna they got a. Pretty soon, Tiger's going to Tiger's going to see how he plays next week in Japan. That's part of the deal. And then uh, they're going to the, the, the President's Cup's not till December, which is a little weird. They're in Melbourne, one of the great golf courses in all the world, Royal Melbourne, which I've actually played there. And it is fantastic. It is. And it is a great experience. I mean, you talk about a great golfing experience. That is a great golfing experience. Uh, so that's that's going to be a, a big deal. Can't wait for that that event. Uh, it's weird that they're not having it till December. I guess they came up with that because of the. Weather in Australia, I think that's it. I mean, what, what, it, you know, usually this is a event that takes place like Ryder Cup time in September or something. But anyway, they're playing in December. Maybe a better audience for TV. Who knows? People will be a little golf starved by then. But Tiger Woods, the, the U.S. captain, and uh, he's going to, uh, well, maybe pick himself. 
That's something people are speculating about. He's going to see how he plays next week in Japan. And that's, you know, it's his first tournament back since the knee surgery. And we'll, uh, you know, see what, see what he does and, and see, see where this, this goes. So we got a, we got a lot to talk about here. Well, you know, Hank, it's not only they call me the great predictor, they call me the great historian. And I've got (laughs) some numbers to throw out here for you. Really? Write this down. Okay. 1998. That's the date. You know the significance of that date, Hank? Well, Mark O'Meara won the uh, two, two majors that year. Okay, that's 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 good. That's good news. But uh, even more historic than that, Peter Thompson. <laughs> what could, what could be more historic well, than Peter Mark O'Meara Thompson, winning the Masters and Peter, the Open Championship in the same year? Peter Thompson. We're talking about the Presidents Cup okay. here. So Peter Thompson yeah. captained a team against Jack Nicklaus at okay. Royal Melbourne. Oh, okay. And they ended up All winning right. that. They ended up winning at Royal Melbourne, 20 and a half to 11 and a half, Hank. I'm That's very, all I'm, I'm saying. very impressed. I'm very impressed that uh, you actually did a little bit of research here. Uh, how long did it take you to uh, dig that up? Well, you know, this website is very bad. This President's Cup website, they need to work on it a little bit. Uh, we were looking at some numbers and some figures and some rankings and all that. And you told me that they're not even any of the rankings aren't even any good anymore. So other than the yeah. top eight... I guess they stopped, would you say they stopped at the BMW Championship? So when you look at this website and it says current standings as of October 13th, it doesn't mean a thing, does it? No, not really, because okay. they stopped after uh, the BMW Championship. That was where the top eight secured their spot. And then after that, they stopped counting, but you think they're still counting, uh, which, which you're a little mistaken there. Well, evidently not, because Kevin Nananana is still ranked yeah. number 22. Yeah, and he won. He won the uh, Shriners. Uh, you know, second second time he's won the Shriners, he would have obviously moved up. Well, I think they still kind of count. One of the things that they kind of do on these teams, of course, they all got to come up with the logic, the captains do. And the logic is to, you know, get them like off the hot seat. So what they do is they have all these statistics and they'll tell you why, you know, this guy was was their pick. And they'll also, you know, have all the other players who are on the team kind of vote. And then they'll have all the captains. There's a lot of captains, a lot of guys that drive carts, assistant captains. Tiger's a head captain, but then they got a lot of other assistant captains and they all have a vote. And then they come up with we decided we decided this, and one of the we decided this things that they go by is uh, where somebody would have ended up had they kept keeping track of points, which they you know stopped keeping track of points, but just in case they would have kept track of points, which makes you wonder why they don't just keep track of points, because if that's what you're going to refer to all the time when you get in your press conference, it doesn't make any sense that they don't just keep track of points. But anyway, they don't. But uh, Kevin obviously would have gotten a lot of points for winning the, uh, you know, Shriners Hospital. Right. But uh, anyway, I'm, I'm impressed that you've done a little research. And, uh, well, let you know, me ask speaking you, of... Let me, let me, let me ask you this. Of the, you, you're talking about the assistant captains that are driving carts around. You've got three assistant yeah. captains, Fred Couples, Zach Johnson, Steve Stricker. Who's, okay. the, numbers, who's the numbers guy in that group right there? Uh, Zach Johnson. Okay. I was going to say, I didn't think Freddie or Steve were, were too good at numbers. Well, but Fred's, a, Fred's a pretty good captain. He's got a good record. You are what your record says you are. He's got an awful good record. Stricker's getting in a little practice round, getting a little feel for everybody for the Ryder Cup coming up because he's the captain in, in uh, Wisconsin. He's the guy doing all the press conferences. 
uh, but you know he's going to lean on Phil and and Tiger. Uh, but uh, that's uh, he's he's the the guy representing you know his his great state of Wisconsin at, at when they play at Whistling Straits for the for the Ryder Cup next year. So anyway, uh, when we're thinking about research, there's only one person that comes to mind, and that's our our, our good friend Tim from Alabama. So we got we got Tim on the line tonight to help us out with a little uh, Presidents Cup research. And Tim, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, appreciate it. It's uh, good to talk to you. Good to good to have you on. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's uh, my pleasure to be here, and um, very grateful you're back on the air. Well, I, I am too. And you know, I mean, it's uh, well, we had a little hiatus. Steve said we were lost in the desert. Uh, we were kind of kind of out there somewhere, but we're back. And uh, we, we miss hearing from you because you've always been one of our, our, our favorites. Uh, when, when we had the radio show, you were a great caller. We, we got to be uh, friends with Tim when he brought up the, uh, our friends at the USJ, you know, uh, the dictator, Mike Davis, and the USJ. They wouldn't let the military in uh, for free for the uh, Women's U.S. Open at uh, Shoal Creek. And Tim's from Alabama. And uh, we, we, uh, we got in this big conversation. Of course, we've made it a goal to try and get the USJ to change their policy and to support the military a little bit, which they should. Uh, you know, I mean, my goodness, wh- why do they think it's called the USGA? What do they think the U.S. stands for? But anyway, um, you know, so far we're, we're not making much much progress. But, uh, Tim, I appreciate you, you being on the show. We know you as Tim from Alabama, and uh, we always in, in, enjoy your perspective. Uh, give us a little uh, insight into, into your, your, your background. Okay, well, my name is Tim. I'm here in Alabama, as Hank said, uh, originally from Florida. Uh, joined the United States Army when I was a young boy, age 19, uh, at the end of the Vietnam era. Uh, spent 25 years in the Army, doing a variety of things, but my primary duty was as an intelligence analyst to support commanders in designing, developing, and executing military operations. And in the course of doing uh, that job, I learned a variety of skills, including foreign language. Uh, as you can imagine, there's a good reason for understanding foreign languages and other forms of electronic intelligence to support commanders in developing and executing operations on the ground. So in the course of doing that, I was trained in the language school out in Monterey, California. I spent some time in uh, Germany doing electronic intelligence. And then I spent the bulk of my career in the Republic of South Korea because I was trained in the Korean language by the Army, both in the United States and at a Korean university uh, in Seoul, Korea. Um, in the course of my 24, 25 years, I bounced back and forth between the U.S. and overseas deployments and supported a variety of operations, including Desert Shield, Desert Storm, operations in Kosovo, as well as uh, exercises and operations in, in the Pacific theater. So that's kind of my background. So my, my thing is doing research, analyzing information, and presenting that information to commanders so that they can make the best possible decisions that they need to make in support of military operations. So, Tim, you, you, you know that uh, Steve Johnson, the great predictor, his son, uh, Grant, is in the military. And, of course, he, he, he's, uh, he's pretty top secret, too. He does a lot of that uh, analysis. National Air and Space Intelligence Center in Dayton, Ohio. 
I worked with them for the last 10 years. Uh, they're a big, big supporter of intelligence to the intelligence community in a variety of areas and uh, know them quite well. And uh, they do outstanding work. That would be the Grant one. Uh, I nicknamed him that when he was a, a, a young boy. He, w- he used to play hockey. He was a really good hockey player. And uh, Steve would be up at the stands yelling, you know, what was he hustle or, or, or I don't know what you – Steve is a passionate uh, fan of hockey. And uh, anyway, uh, Grant, you know, you know, there's the great one in hockey. Yeah, and I, uh, I, I nicknamed uh, Grant the Grant one. The Grant one, not quite as good as the great one, but uh, you know he's right there. That would be the the, the Grant one. Uh, okay, so uh, Tim, uh, how did you get to be uh, like? How did you get into golf? I mean, you're a passionate golfer. Give me your give me your golf story. Okay, so <clears throat> while in the military, uh, I ascended up the chain and became team leader, and then a platoon leader, and then a division director, and that kind of thing. And in the course of doing that. I was often stationed with the same people over and over again because we all had the same skill set. So we would bounce between different locations uh, over the course of time. And at least two of the members of my team were constantly coming to me and telling me that they needed to take time off from work to go play golf. And then on the weekend, they would go play golf and come back and tell me stories about their golf game. And I was not introduced to golf as a young kid. And I kept getting angry going, guys, we have a mission here. What is this thing called golf? And they said, well, it's this and that and the other. And, you know, you need to you need to come see. You need to come. We'll show you. We'll help you. I'm going, all I know is you're taking time off and I got to fill in your spot and do your work for you. So I wasn't all that enamored with it. And then finally I said, well, if I can't beat them, I might as well join them. So I took them up on their offer. We went to the local Air Force base at a golf course, and they introduced me to the game while I was in Korea. And they began to show me and teach me. And They sucked, therefore I sucked, but <laughs> they sucked less than I sucked. And anyway... So over the course of a couple of years, I kind of got the hang of it. We didn't have a professional in Korea at the time. Uh, so it was just, you know, learn by trial and error, read a couple books, read a magazine, et cetera. That's kind of how I learned. And then coming back to the United States, I was stationed at a place that had golf courses. And I would go out and play with my buddies again because we were back together again, over and over again. And I gradually got a little bit better, a little bit better. And then uh, on the last tour in Korea. Korea has a championship for military personnel, and that championship earns you spots in a, in a tryout for the all-Army golf team. Ah. And I finished second in Korea and was invited to the all-Army golf team tryout at four. Really? What, 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 would you, what would you have shot to finish second like that? What was my what? What would you have shot to finish second like that? Oh, I was I was uh, about it's a four day tournament, and I was probably I don't remember the exact score, probably in the neighborhood over four days, being about maybe eight or ten over par. Pretty good. And uh, pretty good. 
And so I was invited to Fort Gordon, Georgia. And one of the guys, no, I'm sorry, two of the guys who introduced me to the game also got invited to oh, the wow. Army golf trial. So we all showed up at Fort Gordon, Georgia, which is right outside Augusta. And we went to the tryout. And I remember driving in on the van because the Army sent a van to pick us up at the airport. And I was shaking in my boots because I had no idea what I was getting myself into. (laughs) So I went to the tryouts. I played the tournament. I did not qualify for the Army golf team because come to find out, there were guys in the military who basically their job was to play golf. Really? So they, they killed me and, and my two buddies. But we didn't embarrass ourselves. We just didn't qualify. That's my only claim to fame. And since then, of course, with age and time, I've degraded now to a, an eight handicap. So that's kind of how I got started, and I've been addicted ever since. All right. That's good stuff. I love it. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Tim, thank you. Thank you so much for your service. Two cowards, Hank and I. Really appreciate what you've done for our country. Absolutely. Well, I haven't done anything spectacular. I've done what I've been asked to do, and and I've really enjoyed serving these great men and women who come in voluntarily. I mean, it's just spectacular. All right. Before we get into the uh, uh, President's Cup talk, uh, I got a I got I got a question for you because uh, you had some some comment you you sent me a, a, an email or Tim an email Minnesota Tim uh, about this Korean golfer that got suspended. Of course, of course, the K- Koreans are part of the Presidents Cup, uh, and this guy uh, Bio Kim he he's the guy that ran into the problem over there. He he uh, got distracted by somebody's phone, uh, uh, flipped the guy the bird. And uh, next thing you know, he's suspended for uh, for three years. And you had an interesting uh, take on all that. Uh, we're going to take a little break here from our sponsors, and we, we come back. I want to I hear what you have to say about that because you you got a lot of experience in, in in Korea. And we'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just like our infantry, our soldiers, our Marines, these colors, So, uh, Tim, we were talking about this um, this guy Biokim, okay? And he's he's the Korean kid that got uh, he was leading money winner or you know tournament winner in the, the South Korean tour, and he gets he gets suspended for you know going nuts because somebody's phone went off and he flipped the the gallery the bird or the guy the bird, and and uh, you know next thing you know this guy's suspended for. Three years, which I mean, I thought, geez, I mean, that's like a little harsh, isn't it? I mean, uh, guys go off. I mean, I don't, mean, I don't know, you know, what you, you might get a hundred dollar fine on the PGA Tour if you did something like that. Maybe, maybe worse. I don't know, but but anyway, uh, you you had an, an interesting uh, take on, on on that. Why don't you take take me through that? Okay, I'll try to recall what I uh, originally had sent to you. Um, first of all, the Penalty is excessive by any standard, even if it's Korean standards. Uh, okay. Secondly, uh, with regard to that incident, uh, the Korean culture demands respect and discipline, hard work. If you want to succeed, 
uh, respecting your elders, respecting uh, institutions, etc. So the the Korean uh, tour probably viewed uh, his reaction as disrespectful. And that just doesn't fly. It doesn't wash. There's no excuse. And if you get to the family level, basically, it's disrespecting the family as well as the institutions. Yeah, so this guy, this guy got on his, his hands and knees, like uh, begging for forgiveness in front of the television cameras after he got suspended, right? Yeah, it's, it's completely understandable that he realized his mistake when he thought about it for a second. And it's completely understandable that they would get down in front of the TV camera and express extreme remorse uh, beyond anything that you or I would probably witness here in the United States. That's extremely understandable. And the problem is they expect that, but it's not going to mean a whole lot in terms of what they decide to do to respond to his actions. So if he didn't do that, that would have been another violation, <laughs> in all honesty. Okay. Um, now, <clears throat> it's just to bring it home for you, um, anytime a person in that culture uh, of that heritage goes off and does something disrespectful or shaming the family name or anything like that, you always see this. And in some cases, not all, but some cases, the perpetrator in this case takes it to an extreme level. He can't live with the, the disgrace that he's brought upon his family or his, his organization and opts out for suicide. Hmm. It's oh that extreme for them. And we saw it a lot of times in Korea uh, where people, employees working for a big company or, or a government organization, they do something, they get called out or caught with it. They express remorse. They're brought before the cameras. They're disgraced in front of the whole population. And X amount of time later, you find out they committed suicide because they just can't live with themselves. So that's kind of the, the strict nature of the culture. And it also explains why Korean golfers and Korean athletes in general, if you want to talk about speed skating or other sports, right. it's why they're, why they're so good is because they demand 100% devotion to that activity. So speed skaters, golfers, et cetera, they're going to do what they're told to do, when to do it, what time to do it, how long to do it. And they better go beyond what they're told to do. That's that's the way they're trained. Yeah, yeah. There is no there is no downtime for getting on your cell phone for eight hours a day playing video games if you're involved in an activity that requires your hundred percent attention and, and devotion. And parents demand that. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Interesting, interesting, interesting stuff. All right, well, t- I, mean, I, I get a little off track there, but I wanted to hear hear your thoughts on that, and I, I appreciate appreciate that you got a lot of experience, obviously, with the Korean culture and over in Korea. Um, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we'll get into the uh, President's Cup, some of the research you've done from there, and uh, we'll see if there's any justification for the great predictors uh, pick that's coming up uh, as, well in the future, but because I'm sure he's going to pick the international team because that's usually what he goes with. We'll be right back on the Hank Any podcast. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Tim. So uh, I appreciate you joining us. And this, you know, our man Tim from Alabama, and he is uh, a, a great researcher. I've always enjoyed uh, him when he, he uh, called in and gave his thoughts when we had our radio show. Uh, and uh, he's hopefully he's going to be a, a guest of ours frequently here on the podcast because uh, you you do some incredible research. You, you you started delving into the President's Cup. And uh, let's go through a little bit of what what you uh, you came up with. Uh, you wanna you wanna take me through it, or, or uh, I mean, I, I got what you, you you sent us, which was pretty interesting. You you started off with, well, you got all these different categories, but we're analyzing the teams, and and I, I, I always analyze it this way. I kind of take the the U.S. team versus the international team or the European team when it's the Ryder Cup. 
and I add up where they are in the world golf rankings, and then I average it out to kind of give me an idea of okay, what, you know, what kind of team do we have here? Uh, Steve, you did that for that uh, Solheim Cup, and it was like it was cr- crazy, wasn't it? What what numbers did you yeah, come up was. with for that? Like, oh man, it was the the U.S. team was in the 30s, yeah. average Rolex rankings, world ranking, and yeah, and the international team or the the uh, Solheim, the inter- European yeah, was it the team, European yeah. European team yeah. was like in the hundreds, yeah, average. Yeah, because the, like, I mean, the the star of the whole thing was like ranked four hundredth. Yeah, yeah, and 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 they end up and and the the uh, European team ends up winning. So there is hope for your your future prediction here for the for the international team. Uh, Steve goes long shot, Tim, and then he when he hits one once in a while, once in a blue moon, which doesn't happen very often, but when he hits a blue moon prediction, then he he feels really smart. So that's one of the things that that he goes for. So he's looking for some justification here. Uh, you came up with the world golf rankings for the uh, U.S. team. You had it at what eleven eleven point four, and for the uh, international team, the average was forty point nine. So uh, not very close, right there, was it? No, it wasn't. And and what got me going on this particular topic is conversation from a week or so ago on the radio about the upcoming President's Cup. So I decided to do some research, and I do the same thing for the Ryder Cup, just to figure out what the what the lay of the land looks like, where we're weak, where we're strong, that just to paint a picture, knowing okay. that anyone anyone can win. And so what I decided to do, I opted for seven categories, as you said, the World Golf Rankings. Strokes gain total, strokes gain tee to green, strokes gain putting. I'm a big one on driving accuracy, so I put driver accuracy in there, driving distance, and scoring average. And I okay. use that as a barometer to kind of gauge the U.S. team vis-a-vis the international team. And so what I sent you was uh, the average in those seven categories. And as I said, the U.S. team on paper, uh, it looks like it's not even a competition when you look at the various categories. Um, but to help Steve out, I did write down a couple nuggets to help Steve justify okay. an international team pick. Yeah. He hasn't made this pick yet, but he's probably going to. That's And you have to understand, Steve, Steve sees picks. He doesn't logic it out much with statistics. I'm getting, I'm getting run in a corner right now. I'm being cornered. And it looks like I'm going to the the international team is going to be uh, very highly favored for me. So, <laughs> okay, well then then I'll save my nuggets to help Steve. Okay, let's let's talk about why they're not going to be first. Let's go go through some of your stuff here. Uh, strokes gain. What do you got? Strokes gain uh, total. Uh, yeah. So, so what may be better for the audience that listens to the podcast may be giving you the the real bottom line here okay so 11 of the 12 americans are in the top 25 scoring or strokes gained total okay okay all are in the top 25 in the world golf rankings okay okay pretty good the team as a whole is longer off the team or off the tee yeah. And all the members of the team are in the top 25 in scoring average. Okay. And yep. seven are in the top 25 in T to green. Okay. Okay. Yep. If you look at the international team, when I said all are in the top 25 strokes gain total, there's only two. 
when I said all all are in the top 25 world golf rankings, only three international players are. So it's wow. not looking real good. When I said all are in the top 25 in scoring average, only four in the international team are in the top 25. Okay, this is all based on 20, 2019 season, of course. Okay. Yeah. So they don't have a lot of players. They got onesie twosies in these categories. That doesn't bode well. Aside from the fact that when you look at the team average, it's 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 pretty pretty wide disparity. Uh, T to green, U.S. team at twenty point six and international team at sixty point nine. Uh, putting a little bit closer, sixty point eight to eighty two. Driving accuracy. Close, 111 to 101. Driving yeah. distance, 44 to 71. But scoring average is a big difference. U.S. team scoring average is 12th, and U.S. international or the international team is 37. So that's a pretty big disparity. But I do big have disparity. a nugget or two for Mr. Johnson okay, to make fair. him feel better. Okay, Steve, your international team is slightly more accurate off the tee than the U.S. team. That may help you out. And then, also to help you out, if you look at the President's Cup standings for the players in 9 through 12 position, so not the top 8, but 9 through 12, if the international team goes with the current people that are in 9 through 12, those current 9 through 12 are a little bit better than the U.S. team in terms of strokes gained putting and better in driving accuracy. All right, Steve, is that enough to make a difference? That's good nuggets there. You know, I the uh, Jason Day, based on the rankings here, this is the number nine. He's number nine, Jason Day. Um, let me give you a couple nuggets here. I'm not, what, do you mean I'm number not what do you mean number nine, Jason Day? Number nine what? He's number nine on the rankings, so I'm sure he'll, what, he'll what play. What rankings? The President's Cup international team rankings. Okay, well, he's 27th in the world right now. Okay. We've got Hank's favorite player at number 10, Jazz, John Awatanand. He's on there. Okay. And then Sung J- These are the international team. Yes, Sung J.M. Yeah. Let me give you a couple nuggets here. I'm not I'm not prepared to make my pick yet, but let me... Royal we Mel- know what your pick's going to be. Royal Melbourne is the site of the 1998, just the... Uh, the Come from behind. It's the. It's the. What do you? What would you call it? It was an underdog. The U.S. team had an average world ranking of twelve point seven five. The international team, Peter Thompson's international team, thirty three point two five. That's a twenty point five difference in world ranking. And you know what the result was? A twenty and a half to an eleven and a half victory at Royal Melbourne. 1998, total ass kicking, right there. How much credence would you put in uh, something that happened in 1998 uh, for a, a, a match that was that was played in uh, 2019? What 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 would you what would you give that in terms of uh, researching and and uh, you know cross uh, examining things? Um, I would say in response to Mr. Johnson that uh, I hear you and I raise you 10. <laughs> but see, Tim, Tim, here, you got to listen to me here on this one, Tim. Hank is known, I'm known as a great predictor. Hank is known as the great twister because my point was it doesn't have anything to do with the date. My point was 
the the internationals were super underdogs at that at that event. They were playing the exact same courses that they're going to be playing this year, Royal Melbourne. Twenty one years ago, Steve, yeah. like uh, the, those those players are not even like it's not, it's nothing to do with anything. Yes, it does. It has to do with the international. It could be something about Royal Melbourne. It could be something about Peter Thompson. It could be something about Ernie Els or Jazz Wantanand. <laughs> okay, that's all, all right. I'm saying. That's all, right. all I'm saying. All right. All right, I don't know about that. Okay, okay, but how often in sports does the decided underdog win? Well, it happened this week, Tim. So uh, it happened this week with the Dallas Cowboys in the. Oh, I knew he was going to bring Jets. this up. See, I knew I knew he was going right here. I knew he was going right there. We proved that the, that there is time when a guy can come off the bench and hit a home run and maybe his first home run in a big game, but it doesn't yeah. happen often. No, it doesn't happen often. It certainly doesn't yeah. have enough. It doesn't happen enough for you to fly to Vegas with a ton of cash and put money on that underdog. You get a lot of, uh, you get a lot of uh, odds in your favor on this one, though, Steve. If you do that, you know, you're going you're gonna to be, uh, you know, there was that one guy that uh, went out there and put like 89000 or something on Tiger to win the Masters, and the guy won a million. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Well, you yeah, know, you know, happen. the only thing that's kind of getting me uh, waffling, Hank, is that I respect Tim from Alabama so much, and with all his research, I'm, I, I think he's he's winning me over. And I'm an American. Okay. I, I, I would love to see the Americans win. You know, I the only thing is a little bad taste in my mouth from Liberty National last time. Uh, it, it, the, it, the President's Cup, the U.S. team, the U.S. The, the U.S. fans were not that great. The U.S. team was, uh, you know, I mean, Phil Mickelson and Kevin Kisner doing the Macarena on the on the greens and all that. A little bit of disrespect. Yeah, that wasn't good. That wasn't good. But they're they're out there just goofing around. See, they they play nice and loose when the, everything's going their way, and then they uh, get a little a little tight. Little tight in the back end when uh, when when they play in the Ryder Cup. You know everybody's uh, quiet. Uh, they go from uh, Macarena to Mister Serious Man, and uh, next thing you know, the putts aren't falling. A lot of lip outs and uh, some bad drives, and uh, then next thing you know, we got that uh, chant going, that European chant that they get going, and uh, then. The next thing you know, everybody's like, what happens to the U.S. in the Ryder Cup? And that's the questions that always happen. But it doesn't happen in the President's Cup. We know we're such big favorites. We know we, no matter how we play, we're not going to lose. So we go out there and we play loose and, and free. Uh, loose and free, Steve. That's the key. Just, uh, you know, let it be. Dan- Danny be the ball, like from uh, Caddyshack. And you, you just go with loose and free. And uh, next thing you know, the U.S. Uh, trounces them. Like I'm, I'm sure they will again this year. But you know, you, if your if your prediction comes true, you're gonna you're gonna collect a bag of cash in Vegas. You're gonna collect a bag of cash. No if doubt. I, if I may state for the record, I, I'm not hoping for a whitewash. I'm hoping for a nice, close, interesting, entertaining match. Uh, best team win. So I'm not hoping for the whitewash that the paper suggests that it will be. So yeah, I want to get that on the record. All right. All right, we got that. We got that on the record. Well, Tim, uh, unfortunately, that's exactly the position that I took, and I got cornered into this 
painted into this position as a non as an American hater and an international lover. So uh, I, I, uh, I I I feel your pain on that because uh, I, I that's all I wanted to see. I want to see a good match. I don't want to see a wipeout. I want to see I want to see guys coming down to the end and have some significance to the putts like we did at Medina. You know, in the Ryder Cup. That's called this is called an this is called an ego. You know why it's called an ego? Why is that? It's an ego waffle. And you're waffling. That I'm waffling. Right <laughs> <laughs> you oh, got man. an ego going. You are waffling so bad. It's unbelievable. All right. Well, good stuff. Uh, we got. Well, we're gonna we're gonna uh, keep our keep our uh, eyes on this match. And uh, we had some great research there. I love it. Uh, Tim from Alabama joining us. And uh, we got we got to have them back, and uh, let's uh, let's talk about the uh, next time. Let's talk about who the uh, picks are going to be, because uh, that uh, is is going to be another uh, big subject of discussion for sure. Is uh, Tiger going to end up picking himself? What's going to happen from there? Uh, we'll we'll delve into that uh, next time. Tim, thanks so much for joining us on the Hank Any Podcast. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. And the uh, great predictor, always good to to be with you. The great predictor, good stuff. And and let's let, hey, let me ask you something, uh, Tim. Did you ever send your video in to to uh, Steve to get it analyzed? I did. Okay. And what uh, are we making any progress? Yes, uh, I sent it in, and and once we kind of got some of the technical issues resolved, uh, Steve got back to me very quickly, and gave me uh, some guidance and direction that I had not heard before. And it was all in relationship to my backswing and the hinging of my wrist up and down versus uh, sideways. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so I was doing the sideways. So if you imagine taking the backswing, I'm trying to keep my left hand flat because I, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll default to a cupping action. And I don't want to do that. And so that was causing that. And so I was missing shots to the right a little bit. And so Steve encouraged me to work on the hand-wrist action going up and down versus sideways. And so I think, Steve, you sent that to me maybe about five or six days ago. And uh, except for one day, I've been at the range every day working on it. Oh, good. Well, All keep right. sending videos, Tim. Keep sending them because uh, it's our pleasure to help you. It's a thing that we do for free, golfschools at hankhaney.com. And uh, Hank, he's in good shape, too, man. He's really lean. He, he's got a lot of uh, years of golf ahead of him. And, uh, I mean, it was, it's a pleasure helping you, Tim. Well, thank you for the service. I greatly appreciate it. I, I don't want to inundate you unnecessarily, so I'll, I'll call upon you when I stumble. We actually don't mind it. We want we want to see people get better. So I mean, if you you know you can send in those videos. Anybody can. Golf schools at hankandy.com. You can send them in uh, anytime you you want. All right, guys, appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll do it again on the Hank Haney podcast. Thanks for tuning into the Hank Haney podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter.
The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I wanna confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.